0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ball and Flood Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm joined today by my lovely, beautiful co-host, Jason. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Okay, not going to lie, those are my favorite intros when you call me beautiful. <laughs> I try, man, I try. Gotta I mean, I think you're the- beautiful too. I was just checking out your beard. It's looking pretty great right now.
0: Hey, it's the winter beard, man. I got to keep it, you know, up. It's because it's... I'm, i am got to go to Arkansas this weekend. It's supposed to be cold and rainy, and I'm not looking forward to it. So, yeah.
1: yeah. You know. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, and you got to look like them. <laughs> wow. Sorry, sorry Shots to... fired at Arkansas. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know people from Arkansas. I love them all. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a joke. Man. Man, hopefully
0: we got no Arkansas <laughs> listeners out there. Else, We're in trouble, like...
1: That would Jeez. be uh, pretty statistically great if one of our seven listeners was from Arkansas. That would be pretty good statistics. I would, yeah. Yeah. That would be
0: interesting. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're uh, late to the party. We're just going to do, who do we play? Brighton? Yeah. Anyway, Brighton match review. We, I know we got a match tomorrow. We really don't care. I don't care, at least. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i uh i yeah i i mildly care after what you just told me uh in pre-show
0: yeah i mildly care that we will win 2.3 million dollars if we win tomorrow and if we lose we get nothing but i mean that's yeah a two million dollar reason to care i guess yeah i
1: mean that's a that's uh a fraction of what we're willing to pay for a player these days
0: and we couldn't even buy a freaking jockstrap for a player for two point <laughs> three million dollars these days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a jockstrap! It's like gold plated. Yeah,
0: I mean, hey, Ronaldo's jockstrap probably costs
1: two point three million so, dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's like <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you watch Formula One, but like Max Verstappen had a helmet, I think the last race where it was like uh, plated in like gold leaf or something. It was like completely gold helmet, like because he's he's the world champion so uh i was like wow that that's uh that's a way to troll literally everyone else but we also wear gold patches they're just not real gold
0: <laughs> right i mean we're not pretentious enough to coat our <laughs> patches in 24 karat leaf gold you know for every match <laughs> right so, right sorry jeez. hey but our um, two
1: million dollars from the win tomorrow could pay for some real gold gold patches
0: Hey, it could. I mean, I, I think that'd be money well spent these days, you know I mean? Clearly, when we buy players, they either get hurt or suck, so I mean, we're not doing good <laughs> in that department, true. so might as well just, might as well just buy some
1: gold for our jerseys. So true. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, might as well just reinvest the money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? I don't know. This is... Anyway, this match. Alright, match recap time, guys. Uh, we lost 4-1. Uh... They scored. We scored two on goals, and they dominated the match, and we suck, and we played like shit. That's about the match <laughs> review for uh, the Brighton match, you know. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, like, just the fact, we talked about it before we came on this podcast, that we were thankful we did not record this, like, immediately after, because we probably would have said things that we regretted. But I still feel like I'm going to say stuff that I'm going to regret on this podcast because I'm having to remember every all those bad memories from this match. I don't want to remember them. I'm trying to block them out of my head. But anyway, whatever. I I just can't with this team right now, Jason. What what was your thoughts on the match?
1: Hey, look, I am also struggling to remember. I think my brain was trying to protect itself and um and and forget everything that we witnessed uh, on Saturday. What a horrible way to start the day, too. Like, it's losses like that feel a little bit different when it's in the middle of the day, which for us, since we're uh, American, so we're not true uh, soccer fans, according to some people that got in trouble for saying that kind of thing last year. if you don't go to the games then you don't go then you're not a true fan yeah (laughs) he he was one of our own as well um but anyway since, since we're not true fans and and we we haven't ever really been to a chelsea match um then uh then yeah it's a lot easier when it's at noon over here in the states to like just only have an afternoon to uh to uh bemoan uh missed chances and and to feel sorry for ourselves but uh but yeah starting out in the morning like that like i you know i'll i'll never forgive these players for that those jerks they ruined one of my saturdays and i'm not happy about it
0: yeah it was definitely a lost saturday after that point i didn't even have um Which none of our foreign fans will probably understand this, but LSU football, which is a college team, I didn't even have that to pick me up because it was a bye week for us this Uh week and we didn't play. So I had (laughs) absolutely, I had to literally sit there and think about this match for the rest of the freaking day. And I was so pissed off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know it's the worst when you have to dwell on it. Mm -hmm.
0: Like you have nothing else to do. Like I had
1: nothing to do for the rest
0: of that day except for sit there and just be pissed off at Chelsea. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even know. So, it was a terrible, and then, like, think about it. Like, I'm, like, I'm not looking forward to Saturday. No. You gotta wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. If I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'll watch this team shit the bed again, which oh, yeah. we probably will because we're playing Arsenal. I, I mean, that, that might be it. I might be done. And uh, thankfully, we only have, what, one match after that before the, International break or two matches after that for yeah. international break, so at least that'll give me a month to cool off.
1: I yeah, I'm already going into the Arsenal match just expecting to get trounced. Like I, oh, the yeah. way the way they're playing and the way that we're playing and like it's just squandered potential throughout. Like mm-hmm. I we we've said it over and over and over and over and over again this season about how many chances we miss and how we cannot be in a game. If, if we're going to miss those many chances and then also like to put yourselves in a position to play really well through the month of October and then to put yourselves in a position where, uh, you actually have a fighting chance for top four and then to put in this kind of performance is just shambolic and embarrassing, but we saw it coming all day long. Mm -hmm. Like, like we, we beat Salzburg at home. The first team to do so in 18 months. We beat Salzburg, and you and I get on the podcast and talk about how bad we were. And then this is what happened the very next game. So, I mean, what, what do you? What can we say at this point? Like, we saw, I think we saw the writing on the wall, or we were worried that the writing could be on the wall. We were hopeful that it wouldn't be, and this is what happens. Like, what? Mm-hmm. the only thing I'm sad about this game, like, you know the thing I'm pissed off the most about is that you made a brilliant prediction, and they freaking ruined it. Like they just went out there and were like, "F you, Daniel." They gave you the 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 British bird, and they they <laughs> uh, I- had no they have no conscience about it whatsoever. They just hated your prediction so much. The one Chelsea person in the back room somehow leaked that prediction to the players, and they screwed it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, I don't I don't get it. I mean, like, we make it the entire month until. October 30th to decide to screw up my prediction. I'm like you Just screw it up at the beginning of the month. And that way I have nothing to look forward to. You give me hope the entire month that it's going to come true. And then it, I, mean, I should have seen this coming. Like I should have done a little more research and looked at our schedule and seen that Brighton was the last match and been like, yeah, we're going to win every match this month and lose to Brighton. Just strictly because of Potter and coming back. And yeah. it, w- it was like people, everybody. Like we text each other before the match, and it's like we got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Everybody on Twitter was like, "I've got a bad feeling about this." Everybody on Reddit was like, "This doesn't feel right." Yep. And then we just got shellacked. I, I mean, it wasn't even close.
1: I mean, it's kind of poetic, though, right? Like for Brighton, from Brighton's standpoint, I mean, like, and I, I think those those fans were kind of assholes to to boo Kukurea the way that they did. Like it, I
0: was booing Kukurea with them, so,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, but at least you're booing him for the right reasons, you know. Like, you're booing him because he played horribly. They're booing him because True. he took his chance. Well, he, I don't know what chance he thought he was taking when he came to Chelsea this year. But, like, he took a chance to go to a, uh arguably bigger club, and, um, and they booed him for it. And, like, you see – Like we have played several against several players that like we loved in the past that like didn't necessarily leave on great terms. Like Costa did not leave on great terms, but we still, and that was because of the manager and he came out an interview said that he never had a problem with, uh, us fans he always had a problem with that manager i think he said that manager which is kind of amazing to see like a former player talking about a former manager in that context as he's playing for a different team but in the premier league i don't know it's kind of interesting that we're all reunited back in the premier league but we're all separate now but anyway um so but we cheered the crap out of that guy We played Giroux recently. We cheered the crap out of that guy. Like there just is no excuse to me, like to cheer one of your best players, like one of the players who like won like your end of the year player awards, like and was Mm -hmm. a was like a total fan favorite there. And then like most of the crowd is booing him. Give me a break. And I didn't hear if they were booing Potter or not either. But like they're like you're you're in a great position because of him right now, and um or he's one of the key pieces of that. And I didn't hear that they booed him, but I, I, I wouldn't be, uh, I, I would uh, not be surprised if I did hear that they had, but I haven't gone digging for that or anything. But, but anyway, just what a bunch of assholes. Yep. Like, I just thought that that was pretty uh, classless just from a fan base. Um, but I mean, that's the only negative I can give them in this match because they played pretty well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, credit to Brighton, they just whooped our ass. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I'm just uh, currently reading back through my tweets uh, from, you know, the uh, ball and foot. We are the ball and foot at Twitter, so give us a follow. um, (laughs) You know, while they're through the match, I can get a correct headspace where I was in any way. It was, yeah. (laughs) After after halftime, it was all downhill.
1: I, uh, but, I should go look back at our text messages to each other. Oh, gosh. It was brutal. It was pretty bad.
0: I don't know. I just... It was just a terrible performance all around. I mean, like, can we just... Let's have this discussion, Jason, since we got nothing else to talk about on this um, podcast today. Because, I mean, it's just either... Let's just ask questions. So... Um, saw an interesting tweet the other day, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Okay. I love it. So, um, all right. So, this season, I'm going to give you two players, and I'm going to give you their stats, all right? So, one player has played 15 games, and he has 13 goal contributions this year. The other player has played 16 games and has six goal contributions this year. Do you know who these players are?
1: <laughs> I know that the person who played 15 and had 13 goal contributions I I don't think that that could be anyone from our team (laughs) you would be right about that do we even have 13 goals on the season at this point (laughs) I don't think so I don't don't know how many I'm sure we have a little bit more than that but we cannot have that many goals that we've scored oh okay we've scored 17 goals so it definitely can't be one of our players
0: (laughs) definitely not
1: do we have a player that has six Six goal contributions? We yeah, have one
0: uh, that I know of. When
1: well, they're I mean, saying goal I'm contribution, not, they're not they're they're not including goals in that, or they are including goals. In goals
0: that? and goals and assists.
1: Well, I can't. Well, okay. Here's the deal: like the player with the most goals on our team, off the top of my head, is Sterling, I believe, who has three. I don't mm-hmm. think that Joker has an assist. Is it Sterling? It's Sterling. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it is Sterling. So who's the other person
0: that... He's. A, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. He's a former Chelsea player. We sold him over the summer. We loved this man at the club, but it was a love hate relationship at the same time.
1: Um. Is it
0: Gilmore? No. He's a. He's a German.
1: Oh, I'm an idiot. It's Werner. Yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna cut yeah. that out. But yeah, Werner. <laughs> I Gilmore was half a joke because I don't think you loved to Gilmore. No, I
0: didn't. I did not love Gilmore.
1: <laughs> but uh. But yeah,
0: that makes so sense. So Warner. So Warner has 15 games to share 13-goal contributions. Sterling has 16 games, 6-goal six contributions.
1: That's pretty bad.
0: I, I mean, like, it's it's become apparent that clearly Sterling is just not good. Yeah. Like, he's he's mid, because that's the new cool thing to say in case you're wondering Warner you <laughs> call somebody.
1: They're just mid. Yeah. That's like
0: the ultimate insult now.
1: Sterling's just mid. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That, that's what happened. I like knowing new words, so that's nice.
0: Yeah, but it's just like his stat this was his first I screenshot of this too for the match. His first half stats, um, versus Brighton. Zero dribbles completed, fifty percent pass completed, lost possession fourteen times.
1: Wow in the first half.
0: Okay. Lost possession fourteen times in the first half.
1: Dude, yeah, and I sent you a text message about Sterling because I was so pissed off about him. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he every single time he got the ball, he dribbled it straight into the feet of a of a defender or just an opposing player. It didn't matter whoever was in front of him was going to just get gifted the freaking ball and it pissed me off to no end to watch him play football. Like he mm-hmm. he is horrible. Like like I don't even think he's bad. Like he is pretty dang horrible. <laughs> like I I don't even know if I can find that that thing that I sent you. I sent you a Pulitzer one this, first. Okay.
0: You sent me a, I found them. I was fixing to read them. Oh, so this Jesus. is what she's... We'll, we'll just stay with Sterling first as I see we're on. This is what she said about Sterling during the the match. Um, This was in the first half too. I remember that much. Um, no touch. Can't dribble. Not tall. <laughs> <laughs> can't pass. Can't put in a good corner. Can't take on a defender. Can't shake defenders. Not an outlet. Can't provide width because of all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's all true oh but then it's I true. but then
1: I punctuated that with top scorer of the season so far with three yep. goals <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> oh man Sterling
1: Sterling like pisses me off probably more so than Jorginho like Jorginho is having a better season than Sterling I don't care about freaking goal contributions like Sterling is is so poor like just so unbelievably poor in just about every area of the pitch, like he's got to come off at this point. I I mean I'd rather Pulisic play, and Pulisic uh, also gives the ball away and then lays down on the ground. So I don't know which is better, like Sterling who can't do all those things, or Pulisic who's just going to give it away and also lay down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean here's the thing, and the the thing is is that like Sterling continually gets on the pitch. Number one, he's not a wing back. So, Potter's right. not setting him up for success. So, what little hope of success that Sterling has when he's on the pitch is already taken away from him because right. he's playing out of position. Same thing with Pulisic. That was one of the big issues. I texted you, I think, during the match, or I tweeted one of those. I can't remember which one it was, but, like at one point I looked up and Christian Pulisic was our central striker. Yeah. He was supposed to be our wing back. I'm like, (laughs) what is going on here? Like you're out of, you're playing out of position. Now you're just out of position. Like, right. And they killed us down that side with Kukurea and Pulisic because Pulisic can't defend. He's not a defender. He's not a wing back. Neither is Sterling. Neither one of them. So Sterling's already, and then to take on the fact that his form that he's in right now is just so Mm. poor. Like, I tweeted out, I know I was. Always, I responded to somebody's tweet, um, uh, after the match and essentially it was like, you know, they were talking about Sterling and, you know, why he's playing and all that. I think, I can't remember whose tweet it was. Now I want to go find it. I just found it. Um. Okay. It was uh, Frank Lee, who I respect. I like Frank. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many players who are badly out of form and shouldn't be starting games. Just don't understand why the manager keeps on picking the same players again and again. Which I agree with that. That's a great tweet. That's 100% correct. I don't know why he's picking the same players over and over again. I said, because the manager is a yes man and the bosses want Sterling playing. In reference to Sterling. And that's I think that's valid because Sterling, it has to be something else. Like you always allude to Potter being just a yes man. He's just the face. He's just the person that's there, you know, to answer to the board and say yes because we know Tuchel could care less about that crap. But Potter's just there to say yes. That's all they want. Yep. So if that if that's the case, then are Bowley company, are they telling them who to play? Are they saying you have to play X, Y, and Z? Because, I mean, that's a... Whether I don't know how much... Prevalent it is in European sports, but in American sports, that's a very prevalent thing. Like if you have a superstar on your team, you play your superstar, right? Like if you spent money on this guy, he's going to play unless he's hurt, regardless of how bad he sucks, right? And and owners stick their nose in coaches' business all the time in American sports, and it causes a lot of problems for teams. So, is that what's happening here? Because Sterling should be nowhere near the pitch right now with the form he's in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we like because soccer is such a performance-based sport, then we would expect, and, and because we have your your the idea is that you have a depth on your bench to rotate out players who might need a game or two to like chill out and and like come to terms with their bad form or or because of injuries like we always have and unfortunately, but. But like, yeah, if if Sterling continually plays down that left side, like we're screwed. Like, but also, I think that uh, about most of the players. Like Gallagher came out like after that loss and said, "We are not good enough individually or as a team." Like, yeah. He's I mean, one of the best players on
0: the pitch that match. Too. Yeah,
1: I mean, like if we're not good enough individually or as a team that's the game like that's the whole game
0: that's the point yeah that's the point of playing it
1: that's the only things we got like what, are, what else yeah. are we supposed to do like it's just it, it's so frustrating to watch it's so frustrating to watch us like be on a good run and then just know that it was going to train wreck at some point point. and i was yeah. I, I was thinking that it was going to be the arsenal game and then we just got our butts handed to us in this game and and it was i mean it was bad like like, we're talking first five minutes. Tiago Silva is making, like, two huge mistakes that he then himself has to, like, heroically, like, make up for. hmm Yeah. And it's I mean, like, it was... I, I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know what else to say about that. Like, he was off that day. Chalaba's off that day. Chalaba gets an own goal. Like, who, I mean, we are, we're thin at the back because we got two key injuries back there. Like what else are we gonna do? Kukurea is Kukerea got blitzed down that right side all day. Like I, I just don't understand like what we're doing. Like I, I don't I don't like we had some games where we got very fortunate that these things didn't all come to a head and they all like literally every single like uh mistake riddled, you know, thought that we had like all came out in this game. Every single weakness mm-hmm. we had got exposed at the same time in one game against Brighton. Who were really up for this game because they felt uh jilted by the fact that we took two of their stars in in the in the yeah. manager and Cucurella. So I mean, it was just poetic at that point. Like it, like once we went 2 0 two down um and we did that pretty quickly if I remember. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was. It was pretty quick.
1: Once we went 2-0 down, I, I was like, "There's no coming back from this." We we let in a third one, like because we got two own goals in one half. Like, how in the world? Like, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're nothing if not impressively bad. So like, <laughs> like, and then Havertz comes out and scores one, like right after halftime, and we looked good for all of two minutes there, and Havertz mm-hmm. like finally scored. A Premier League goal. I think he has another one. Maybe I don't remember, but like he hasn't done anything worth talking about. And finally, doesn't this game? And then we just go back to being destroyed, like for the rest of the match. Like there was well, literally we, no hope.
0: We we control possession there for a while. You're right. But we did yeah. absolutely nothing with the ball. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like we just literally kicked it around. Like no. Oh, we're not losing three-one right now. We were playing like we were up 3-1 trying to control the dead come game. Yeah, like, yeah. There was nobody trying to pass the ball for her. There was nobody trying to do anything. Like, I loved it. Frank Labouf, the former Chelsea legend, called out Chelsea the other day, essentially saying, like, yeah, they sit there and ha- they – I'm paraphrasing, not quoting, paraphrasing. He essentially said, like, yeah, Chelsea had the ball. They had no- more possession, but there was no forward progression. There was no forward mm-hmm. passes. He's like – Football is a game where you've got to take chances, you've got to take risks, you've got to try to make those passes. He's like, so of course their passing stats are going to be, you know, up and all this, and the possession path stats are going to be up, but it's because they don't take risks, they don't take chances. There's no, you know, that that's what the whole match was about. There was no urgency, yeah, for this team in this match this last week. Like we had no urgency. Like we could care less if we scored another goal or not in that match, and then we let them score at the end in stoppage time.
1: Yeah. And I missed that one because I had people over, and I just turned it off in, like, the 86th minute or whatever.
0: You didn't I – mean, there was no point. We are just kicking the ball at each other. We were playing freaking past the ball. I don't know what the hell they call it in soccer. I mean, we are <laughs> we just casually passing the ball around the pitch out there. So, like, it was – I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, um, we just... Passing accuracy was 86%. We yeah, had we... 59% of the possession – half the passes mm-hmm. were in our own half, half were in their half. We had 56% long balls, they had 51%. We had 33% accurate crosses, they had 24. Um they only had 79% accurate passes. But like here here's what happened though. Like here's the difference there. They they just um put pressure on us the whole game. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. and we capitulated. We had no answer broke. for it.
0: Yeah. Your point is becoming even more true because you said a couple, I mean, this is back months, month or two ago, because we were having a discussion um about, you know, this team and, like, what they do. And I was like, yo, you should have a team sit back against us, and we can't do anything against them. And you're like, well, if they press us. We can't do anything against that either. And yeah. Sure enough, that's what happened in this match. They pressed it. The, that's the same thing that Brentford did to us. And we drew nil nil. Yeah. They just pressed us and we can't get out of the press. And then when we would turn around and press them, they just cut us right open. Like that is one thing. since Potter's been here, I press as shit. Like we have no press anymore. At least when Tuchel was here, we could press. Yeah. We can't press anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I, I just can't get on board. I don't know what's going on. We
1: we are we are back to pre Tuchel days right now. I like have no hope that we'll get out of this. And and if we lose, if we lose the Arsenal game, which anything can happen. So, I'm not going to get this that morose about this on the podcast mm-hmm. at the, at this point. But let's just say hypothetically, probably high probability we lose the Arsenal game. Like there's really no coming back like at this point. Like I just like we're talking about the season right now and and mm-hmm. we already we already said this here just about how much each game meant and how we couldn't mm-hmm. afford to make mistakes like this. We are now down mm-hmm. to like a zero goal differential now or whatever, or like a couple or something. I don't know. I don't even know what we have anymore. I just, I stopped looking at the table because now we're down to sixth.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we, I said it on the last episode, Potter needed to win, needed to win at least five or he needed to at least get seven of yep. the next nine points. Yep. And so... I he, mean... He can't do that now? Or I get, I, yeah, he can't. I, I guess I should have said, he. Need, yeah, he needed seven. He needed to win two and at least draw one of yeah. those matches. Can't happen. I yeah. mean, he can get six. is the max we can get out of that. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, we would take points from teams that are ahead of us at this point if he wins the next two matches. But, I mean, like, you're slowly starting to see... Because Bowling then made a controversial decision of firing Tuchel. And you're slowly starting to see that... People are already starting to turn on Potter. Yep. Like, and the dude literally has lost one match
1: since <laughs> he's been
0: here. <laughs> People... And I mean, like, I'm, th- I'm firmly in the camp. Like, back Potter, give him time. But I was also in the back Tuchel, give him time camp. Right. So, I-, I mean, I'm all for giving him time. But you also have to understand that I at least expect top four this year. Right. I don't expect you to start losing matches. Like, you can't afford that. So that's why I'm like, you. there are certain standards, I feel like, as a Chelsea coach that you have to meet. You need to, to take nine points or seven points from these nine points against two top teams that are ahead of you in the table and a team that's a mid-table team that was at the top of the table at one point in the season. You needed to at least win two of those matches and draw one. I don't care how you did it, which ones you did it with, but you needed to, to do that much. Yeah. And, and maybe this is just another one of those weird, flicky seasons where we're going to some kind of crazy Champions League run and just suck in the Premier League. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I, like what you were saying about people, like, being anti-Potter right now. I mean, I think that's kind of incredible. But also, I wasn't excited about any of this.
0: Yeah, I wasn't either.
1: And, and I just think we're at a stage in the season where every loss was going to be felt very hard. It's it's not fun to lose four one. It's not fun to lose it in the way that we did. Um, I mean, those own goals, like like they just came off of a ton of pressure, um, mm-hmm. and them just like throwing balls into the box, them crossing like even their crosses were like pretty good, like off of those own goals. Like it's not like they were just like inherently just throwing balls in there, and we were being like really dumb, you know? Like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were throwing balls in there. Throwing balls. <laughs>
1: but like I mean, it's just it's hard to just quantify like the amount of pressure they put on us even if the stats don't quite reflect it. And it's hard to just quantify like how behind in this game we were. And it's hard to quantify like even after Havertz scores that goal and we have an entire half to try to get something from the game that it, the way that we were playing could be felt and it didn't incite any hope. It didn't like give me any like good feelings that we were going to go get something from this game. We just were not up for it this day. And hopefully it's a fluke of a day, but we've seen this time and time again over the course of the season with Tuchel and with Potter and, and Potter has just been very fortunate. And that's what we said last podcast. We, we said at yeah. the beginning of this year, we needed luck. We've had a lot of luck this season it's making us look a little bit better than we are and I would agree and we are really 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 in the thick of it right now i i think that we continue to play this way and we are now 12 games in and i have not seen that we're not going to play this way that um i mean we're talking like like who are we bringing in in january they're talking about massive signings in january and like to your point like we can't afford it like, where's the money coming from? Wait, especially in January? Like, you're talking about going to making signings in January?
0: After a World Cup, when prices are going to be astronomical. Yeah. Because especially if the players that we're going after have good World Cups, then there goes the fee.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's an incredible point. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what are, what is this club doing Like, who who are we at this point? There is literally no identity. the The manager was not going to solve like a new manager, especially a Graham Potter, was not going to solve that. Like, maybe we're still building something, and these are just growing pains. And I'm totally, I can totally get on board with that argument. I can also get on the board with the argument that this season's over. Like, I can see it either way. Like, it's not an either or for me. Like, it's a we're gonna we're on the fence, and we're gonna fall on one of those sides. And I can see them both happening, and mm-hmm. so and it feels like we're leaning towards falling on on the side of our seasons over. It, but it's felt like that all season.
0: It's like we've our seasons just been hanging on by a thread, and like the cracks have always been there and now they're finally being exposed. And I think a lot of people like uh, there was other people that were saying the same thing that we were, That were saying we had been on a bad run of form. It just hadn't been punished yet. Like it started with Villa. We got lucky to get three points out of that match. It was apparent against Brentford. We sucked. Okay. We beat Salzburg somehow. I still don't know how, but we beat them. And then it, a lot of people were like, "Okay, you're going to get thumped by United."
1: Mm-hmm. We didn't
0: get thumped by United. We did for the first 35 minutes of that match, and then Potter made some really good adjustments, and you know, credit to him for that. And then we looked better, and we should have won that match, but for whatever reason, our team fails to close matches out. So you drop points there, and then you go to Bright and you just get thumped. Yeah. So we have six points from our last, or seven points. From our eight points, gosh, from our last five matches in total. I mean, one being a Champions League match, but still, I mean, before that, we did beat Milan. So, but Milan is injury riddled right now. So, I think those, that win, both the Milan wins are a little skewed because the second one would be they only had 10 men for the majority of the match. So, I think the Milan wins are more skewed than people wanted to say at the time because of the injuries that Milan had. And we weren't as injured then. As right. we are now. And so... And then the second match, they played with 10 men. So right. those wins, to me, are a little more skewed than probably what most people would admit. But you could definitely want that Ashton Villa match. I mean, even though we won 2-0, right. we did not play well. And it's just been over and over again. And who knows? It's like you said. Maybe we'll show up against Arsenal this weekend. Maybe we show up in. in Potter pulls off a tactical masterclass um I don't know I, I mean I don't even know if we're gonna have players to play in the daygum match true we have so many injuries and we gotta still make it through a champions league match <laughs> this week without any gum injuries
1: yeah so yeah and in like yeah it's just hard it's hard like coming off the back of like our win against Salzburg, and then how we felt about that, and then coming into a loss like this, in like being rational, I think we're doing a good job right now. But it's I'm trying really hard. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, but I think that we want to, and I think that we, we have always prided ourselves of being realistic about what, what this team yeah. is, even before, like during the whole transfer window, and like. I I think that was part of the reason, because we always look forward to the transfer window. And I think that was part of the reason why we hated the transfer window this time. And like, we have it on audio, like it's recorded forever now. (laughs) Like how much we hated the transfer window because we always look forward to it. and But we were realistic about, well, these are the people we're bringing in and this just doesn't feel good. And as we keep going throughout the season, we're, we're not putting in great performances, just doesn't feel good like the whole like Boley coming in and some of the things that they were doing at the very beginning, we were like, okay, well it's nice to have new leadership, but some of it doesn't feel good. Like, and then we fire Tuchel, That definitely did not feel good. And then we bring in Graham Potter. Well, this just doesn't feel that good. And then all the way till we get to this game, like in like, it, it's just like the wins and the draws, like they're just not feeling that good. And, and then we get to this game and even before the game, we're just like, mm, not feeling that good. And it's like you said, our entire season has been hanging by a thread. And, like, we're just looking doom in the mouth right now. And we have been for the whole season. And and it just has not been fun. It has not been a fun season. It's not been a good time at the at the stadium or at the ballpark or whatever. It Like, it just has not <laughs> been fun. Like, I just – I have hated this season with a passion. I've, like – I'm kind of sick of the drama surrounding this club. Like this club is just so drama filled. I need like a drama free club. Like is what I need, which is why I was like going to a different sport. Like I was just gonna go to Formula One this year. <laughs> and, like and like it's already over. That season's over. So yeah. so it's like I don't I don't know, man. I'm just I'm like just kind of dreading what's coming. And it doesn't feel good.
0: Yeah, I mean it I agree. It's just it is I don't know. And I still have an issue. Like you're like, I, I feel like they're and they're like how much of this is to be believed and how much of it is not to be believed in the fact that, you know, we've already got in under contract and it's, we're just, you know, we've done the medical and we just got to sign him, you know, we're supposed to be going after Givaldi too in the winter. So like, but how much of this is to be believed, I guess. And in, in my issue is too, it's like, okay. We wanted a technical director. We wanted scouting. Okay, we just hired those people this week. Yep. And these Nkuku rumors and Cavalli rumors have been re- being reported for several weeks now, a few weeks probably. Especially the Nkuku one, like that's been reported for about three weeks now. So who has been scouting these players? Who has been recruiting? Like you, we're still not on. Like we're like yes, you're building a structure. But maybe you should wait till you hire these people, talk to them, have a couple of meetings, identify some targets, send some scouts out to watch these players, and make sure right. these are the guys you want to go after. I understand you're trying to beat other teams to their to their signature and stuff like that. And we, you know, but we can't just be throwing money. We just threw a hundred million at a fat ass hamburger looking freaking striker, you know, a year ago, <laughs> and we saw how that turned out. Right. So, I don't like. I, I don't care about names. I want players that are going to. If Potter is your future, then I want players that are going to fit Potter's system. Mm-hmm. Like I want that. I don't care about their names. If they fit the system, they fit the system, and Potter better win with them because that's his job. But I don't know. I. So it's where's the money coming from? You have, We still don't. I. It's, the rudderless ship where still Baldy's apparently going to stay in as director of football but he's going to negotiate all the deals which I don't really have an issue with as long as yeah. he's not the one going after the players like he's not the one being like I want this guy because I saw him I have him on my FIFA 23 team and he is bitching <laughs> you know <laughs> so I don't want to hear that like I won't I don't know I just need to see more direction from this club and we don't have any and it's showing on the pitch now and we've said it for months the players just aren't good enough at this yeah. point in time. Like we have like three or four players. Conte's probably leaving. Like the, the thing is, is I don't feel like the shit has really hit the fan yet. I feel right. like it's coming. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And yeah. I think, and that's fine. And I'm okay with that. But in the meantime, I better see progress on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like I, we can't fall behind in that area. We're already so far behind in the other. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just show me they like, just show me mm-hmm. some fight. Show me some determination. Nothing like that was shown against Brighton, and it just proves the point that we're probably just as much as it pains me to say this a mid table team this yeah. year.
1: And, like, so while you were talking, I w- it made me think about some things because I, I completely agree with you. We're mid-table. Um, the crap hasn't really hit the fan yet. Like, I, I mean, I-, I really don't think we've seen all the stuff that's about to happen, Um, to your point, and I fully agree with that. Do you think once we go mid-table, we'll, we'll just go fatalist here. Like, this is predetermined. It's It's already <laughs> happening this season. Um, do you think the this administration that's just the best way to put it? We're political season <laughs> here in America. Like you just say administration a lot. This uh this leadership team, this board, this ownership of this club and Potter, like are what what scares me the most about going mid table, which which it looks like we're just bound for at this point. What scares me the most is that I don't personally believe that this leadership team and ownership and Potter are the people to bring us out of it. And unfortunately with the owners, we're stuck with them. So I, I just cannot, this is, this is going to be, this is just how my brain works. And right now I'm being a little overly negative. So we're taking some of this with a grain of salt, but like, I totally see us as a mid table team right now. I think it, it'll it'll shake out by the end of the season we're going to come away without much this season the only the only good chances we have to win some trophies are the domestic trophies and um we got man city coming up after the arsenal game um and whatever trophy we're playing for and so it's like (laughs) i i just cannot see us not being a mid-table team again like I, and I I know that's weird to say like with people like Bowley and them like willing to invest this much money in the club, but I just don't know where the money is going to keep coming from, and I just don't know they don't don't have the same like affection for the club that Abramovich did or that I can see at the moment, and that was like a twenty year relationship so I mean that was pretty strong, so I, I don't know I I'm being a little overly negative here but it are is are these the people to bring us out of being a mid table team, which means I think we're gonna be stuck mid table for a while. So
0: I mean, I could see it happening that we definitely get stuck at mid I I pray it doesn't happen. I mean like one season finishing sixth or seventh I'm okay with. Like that's
1: sure. Fun. Sure.
0: This season, I mean, I don't think we have the I think right now you're clearly saying we don't have the depth to compete with the top teams when we have this many injuries. When we have right. two center backs that are out. You know our backup right wing back is like ninety five years old, and <laughs> so, I mean I just like our Reese. You've got questions about his health now. How like how like this is two years in a row now with a major injury that's keeping him out for months. So you've got to start questioning that. Like in the team, just like the the thing is is like. With the old administration, they did have a model set up, whether, you know, you want to look at it this way or not, and how, whether you think this is right or not, because it's a controversial thing with the Lone Army. Like, the way that we set up our thing, we made money on our players when we sold them. Did we sell some of the wrong players? Yeah, we sold a couple pretty good ones along the way, you know, that we probably should have held on to. But at the same time... We were constantly making money off of player sales. Mm-hmm. Now, we, with that came some really bad signings where right. we, you know, lost money, uh, i.e. Ross Barkley, Danny Drinkwater, <laughs> you know, some right. players of that caliber that definitely weren't Chelsea caliber. How
1: players. dare you say that about Ross Barkley? <laughs> about the king.
0: <laughs> um, but then also came really good deals where you sign an Eden Hazard for what you sign him for, and then you sell him for a hundred million plus all these add-ons that we keep getting paid for. Right. Right. So you, for every bad there was, I felt like there was always a good to outweigh the bad. Like we would screw up, but then we'd fix it. So yeah, whatever. That's what it takes to run a soccer club, a football club. Like, I don't know if Bully and them, I don't think they understand what they're doing yet. Yeah. Can they figure that out? Possibly, I hope they do. I mean, I don't. In it, they're going to understand very quickly. I, th- and you're going to see it's going to start happening after Arsenal. It, it is. If we lose to Arsenal, the Potter out train is going to be revving up. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of bully hate. Yep. There's going to be a lot of stuff starting if we lose to Arsenal. Now, if we beat Arsenal or draw Arsenal, I think that's acceptable. Winning is totally acceptable, but if we lose, <laughs> right, it's gonna be a. Bowley's gonna start seeing what the Glazers—not to that level—what the Glazers see from United fans, but he's gonna start seeing about how passionate the fan base is when he shows up to the stadium and gets booed, <laughs> because it's going right. to start happening later. You know, sooner rather than later, and he's gonna have to fix it. And that's the only way you're going to earn the fans' respect. That's the only way. You can come in and say, X, Y, and Z, we're going to do this, do that. But you better put a winning team out on that pitch is what it ultimately comes down to. Yeah. I think fans would rather cheer in dilapidate a dilapidated stadium and have a winning team on the pitch and winning trophies than a nice stadium. Yeah. So well, give me wins.
1: Well and they're trying to do the whole farm club thing. They're trying to buy other clubs. I mean, I, I really I really do think that they've got a very American mindset about this, which I'm not I'm not saying is super negative. I'm just saying like what like what I was saying earlier about what I was saying earlier. Like are like to your point, like do they know what they're doing? It doesn't seem like they do. Like they're they're about to find out very quickly about how quickly fans can turn to your point as well. Uh, especially if we get trounced in the Arsenal game. Like like a loss is going to be bad enough. Like if, if we get demolished, like if we get Brighton demolished, like <laughs> we're going to that's going to be very bad. Um but like do I do I have faith in anybody at this club right now? And I I think my answer is no. And I just don't see them pulling us out of it. And I'm not I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just saying that I don't have faith that they will. Like After Havertz scores a goal in the 48th minute, can we go get two more and try to get a point and salvage this game with an entire half to go? I don't have any faith that we can do that. I feel the same way about our leadership, and I feel the same way about Potter at the moment. I just do not have faith that they're going to be able to get really good, consistent results. And to your point, I think Arsenal is really going to – it has the potential to, to break the camel's back here and uh, i think you're completely right at that like they're gonna learn fast um once they Mm -hmm. start getting booed um how how quickly the fans can can go from loving you um so and 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 i like what you said about uh the train's gonna rev up and Mm -hmm. i hope i I hope that doesn't happen but
0: Look, they've they've already been greasing the wheels on Twitter. Like, they were <laughs> greasing them on Saturday. They're they were getting them ready. They were polishing up the train. Yeah. you know they're still in the station right now. Yeah, and they're not out in force, but they're because I mean our fan base honestly, like just from reading the Twitter, and the Reddit, you know, you get a sense of the crazy. You know, because sure. that's pretty much what it is. You know, yeah. Um, but you get the sense that it's a pretty divided fan base right now. You have the, the Tuchel lovers that are still on Tuchel that were pissed off that he was fired. <laughs> you have the Potter people that over here are like, it was the best for the club. Potter's the man. He's going to win his trophies. And then you have, I think the people in the middle that are all sort of like us, like, okay, we like Tuchel. We're going to trust Potter, you know, but we're yeah. the minority. Like the minority is like, and I don't, I'm not going to sit here and and hype up Potter when the man has a win percentage of, like, in the 30s, like, overall for his right. career. He is, like, the only club that he has had over a 50% win percentage at was wherever that heck that club was, run, whatever that club is. I mean, it's Swansea, right, yeah. he had a 41% win percentage, and at Brighton, in 100 and just... Brighton, 135 matches. His win percentage was 31.1. Yeah. 42, 46, and 47. That is the definition of mid. Like, we have a mid-manager now. Mid. We have a (laughs) mid-manager. We have mid-players outside of a few. So, what leads me to believe that this is not just going to end up being a mid-table especially when you look at the last three years when we've had to have help from other teams to finish in the top four. It's not that we've ever... We have not earned top four. It's the fact that we've been helped to get top four by other teams because they lost crucial games. Like, nobody has just... Like, we didn't win it. We just got lucky to finish there. Right. So, I don't know. And to your point, I did want to say this. Like, your point about when we went down 3-1... And you know, can we come back and get more goals? Like, what did Tottenham do this weekend? Went down two nil to Bournemouth, who a team that is in form right now. Tottenham goes down two 0 mm-hmm. comes back and wins three
1: two. Yeah, that like we can't do that. I have no hope we could ever do that, yeah. Jason.
0: None. Oh, so, I don't <sighs> know. And it like I mean, like you look at the level of a manager like a Conte versus a manager level of a Potter right you're going to put Conte up at the top of the Premier League like one of the best managers in the Premier League one of the best managers in the world and it's because one of the things is is he inspires his players like he motivates his players and that was the big thing about Potter Potter's a a motivator he's a great player manager when I look at him on the sidelines on the side of the pitch just standing there like the most he does is clap right
1: Oh, like he, there's no emotion. He, he claps after the other team scores. <laughs> Good gosh. Like not even at the right time. He's not even clapping yeah. at the right time.
0: Like I just don't like. I don't get it. Like I, man, I maybe it's just spoil because Lampard showed emotion, mm-hmm. so, uh, Conte showed emotion, Tuchel showed emotion. We've had all these managers that show emotion, but he's so stoic over there. Yeah. Like I don't see him like trying to inspire the players, especially when you're down 3-1. Do something. Yeah. That's all I ask. Just do something. And, like, he didn't do anything. And I think that's what pissed me off more about this match than anything. It's like, he just didn't do anything. Like, you you literally went from doing something when you were getting hammered the, the previous week mm-hmm. against United to absolutely doing nothing this week.
1: Oh, did you see uh, one of his quotes at the end was, yeah, we, we were probably too open or something like that. We got think. Yeah, really though. Like. Well, then, what did you
0: do to fix that?
1: Yeah. That's my question. He didn't do much. Jeez. Um. I yeah, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just a sad state that we're in right now. Like, I we've fallen pretty far from when we won the Champions League a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, and then even last year we were like at least competing for. Like we don't have simple mistakes. We we go for a good run in the Champions League. We and we were in two finals for the domestic cups last year. Like in against Liverpool, who never who didn't beat us. Like we just lost on penalties. Like they didn't beat us in regular time in those games. Uh, like a Liverpool that at the time was considered one of the best teams ever created. Like like that was just last year that we that we had that team
0: and they didn't win the champions league
1: and they yeah (laughs) i know know. and wow how bad were how bad are they they lost on the weekend as well like that's that's pretty rough
0: it is i mean but like it's like you said like we played for trophies yeah i mean if not for mindy just being awful in the madrid matches we should have beaten them like, if we just don't make a couple of mental mistakes due to our goalkeeper not being able to distribute the ball from the back. Right. So, I don't know. I like, It makes me nervous as hell with him back there in goal now, with the way yeah. that we play, with Potter wanting to play out the back so much in his distribution and the yes. fact that Kepa is good at that. And Keppa was in good form. And, I mean, maybe we jinxed him. And I said, Keppa shouldn't be dropped until he does something stupid. And then he did something stupid and got hurt.
1: <laughs> what, what's the story with that? It's like a foot injury, right?
0: Yeah, it's the bottom of his foot. That's all. I, I don't think Potter. I just know he's out. Crap. For the match this week. I know he's out tomorrow. I think he'll probably be out Saturday, too. I think it's cool. Bali's supposed to be back, though. He's playing. Kova's out for the match tomorrow. I know. Um. So, I mean, I'm saying that means we get a Jorginho-Gallagher pivot,
1: possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you just, like, that. I I guess that's just the takeaway that I'm getting from this, is, like, we just cannot, and we've known this all season, but, I mean, it's becoming more and more apparent. You just cannot depend on any single person in this team. Mm -hmm. Like, back to that Gallagher quote. We weren't good individually or as a team, or we're not good enough with either. It's like, dude, that's kind of what we need. That's kind of what we want to mm-hmm. see. We want to see everybody being good and putting in a consistent performance, acting like they care on the pitch, taking their chances, like just not running the freaking ball into the feet of the other people. Like Sterling, Sterling's so bad. Like, I don't want to get into that it's again, but bad. that was so hard to watch this game. Literally every time he got the ball and he drove forward, I knew it was going to the feet of somebody else. That is mm-hmm. so poor. So bad. Yep. Well, the
0: thing is, is we've been saying this for weeks now on this podcast. Like, it's not, and people were yeah. still not under, still not getting it. I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Dude, I do have one question for you. Oh, gosh. Who's your man of the match?
0: <laughs> you almost just made me drop the first F-bottle on this podcast. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. But, um, golly. It was my, I don't, uh, Brighton. Yeah. Was my man. <laughs> Good
1: job, Brighton.
0: Good job, guys. Y'all whooped our ass. Y'all deserved to be mad
1: at Hey, there so their coach showed emotion on the pitch. Yeah, he was jacked. Yeah. I mean
0: I mean, I'm not asking for you to go run and jump into the crowd like Conte or or run up <laughs> and down the sidelines pumping double fists like Tuchel does. You know, I'm not asking for that. Right. But like just show something, right? Yeah, like we score a goal. I don't need to see you just clap. I need to get it. Just you know, show me something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ah, oh, gosh, I swear. Um, I don't know. I guess that's about it. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I'm we gonna. We're gonna win. Let's just. We we gonna win tomorrow or not, Jason?
1: Uh, no. Ah, uh,
0: okay, cool. It, I'm gonna go with we. We'll, we'll draw probably.
1: I'm not predicting a win until we win again, and then I'll start predicting wins again. I don't, I don't believe we can do anything. I don't believe we're gonna win for oh, a while.
0: And I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like it's so hard to sit here and like not be pessimistic and not be negative, but at the same time, you're you're trying to be realistic. Yeah. Like and not like because I feel like you there's so many people out there that just. They're so like, oh, Chelsea's great, blah, 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 or like the coach is great, and they just freaking it's all about just be as positive as you can, but they're doing it for ulterior motives because they just want that access to the club. They just want to be those people that suck up to the club. Right, right. Um, and they don't want to say anything negative because they don't want to damage that relationship. But, I mean, at some point in time, like you're not being authentic and real at that point. right. that's what, I mean, I'm trying to be realistic here. Okay, maybe we are being a little too pessimistic. But at the same time, I feel like there's people that are being overly positive and not critical enough of this team. And I think there are, you know, people that are critical. But I think that you've got to look at it as a whole and say, we really haven't played that well since the Aston Villa game. Yeah that was sort of the downfall. So when is this live? we're going to start? Arsenal? Or we got, I don't even know who, Zagreb, is that who we play tomorrow? Yeah, Zagreb. Yeah, Zagreb. Zagreb tomorrow, Arsenal Saturday, City midweek,
1: Newcastle the next weekend. That's the next four games. That's the next four games until December 27th.
0: It's the next four matches. I mean, realistically, I think this is the only one we have a shot of winning.
1: I agree. Yeah, and and like you said, if, if it's a draw, I don't think we win until after the world cup. And then I, I then then I don't even know if we win.
0: Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, if you drop points to Arsenal and Newcastle, which being realistically in the form that we're in versus the form that they're in, you're looking at it objectively, not through big blue lenses. Right. You're going to say Chelsea is going to drop points in these matches. Like you're not, we're not going to win. You know, we might not necessarily lose, but we're going to drop points. So let's just say we draw both those matches. So we take two out of four points from those teams. Yeah. We're mid-table. Yep. I guess I slightly above mid-table. We'll be eighth, ninth, depending on what other teams do around us, going into the World Cup break. Yeah. So I think that's what we're saying. We're not saying that we're, you know, we're definitely not saying we're getting relegated. We're not saying it's terrible. We're not saying that it's all doom and gloom. But at the same time, you got to be realistic and look at the players we have on the pitch. Look at the manager we have. Look at what the board's doing and say, what are y'all doing? Right. We're right at this point in this moment, unless something happens, unless something gets turned around, we are a mid table team. Like, that's where we're going to finish this year. We're going to finish in that probably eight to 10 range. Maybe, hey, look, maybe it goes back to our theory that we should have predicted us to go to the conference league since that's a new <laughs> European title now that we yeah. don't have in our trophy cabinet. Right, right. So now that's the only European cup that we don't have. So maybe we need to go to that, con- What they think you finish. What do you got to finish to go to the conference league? I have league? no idea. Let's see, one, two, three, and four go five and six. I think seventh. So I think right. we got to be seventh. Yeah. We might not finish seventh. We yeah. might not go to the freaking conference league.
1: Yeah. Whatever. There's no way. Yeah, I don't trust anything right now. I can totally see us losing every single game. I can, or I can, I can see us not getting or dropping points. I'll say that. Like, I like the way you yeah. said that. I can see us dropping points every game that we got coming up. And it's a good thing that Zagreb game doesn't necessarily matter unless we want two million dollars.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. From thank goodness we've already you know sort of, uh you know taking our we were through and everything like that. Right. So we're good. Yeah. Um, I mean you just so we play so Fulham is two points behind us. Brighton is three points behind us right now. Liverpool is five points behind us. Crystal Palace is five points behind us. So that's the top ten. You drop two points out of that. I mean I could definitely see I mean, we we are probably going to be seventh or eighth, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in this, you know, going into the World Cup break. Yeah. If we drop those points, so
1: that is sad. That's a sad stat.
0: Mm I didn't even look at everybody behind us. We're ten points off of first right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's bad. With the game in hand, anyway. So not against,
0: not with Arsenal.
1: Oh, we only yeah. have a game
0: in hand on uh newcastle and tottenham yeah you're right shoot That's so good. but so if we just theoretically we lose this weekend to arsenal we're four four games back from first in the league
1: yeah it's not not that 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 dream's not over
0: yeah yeah so anyway all right let's uh let's get out of here jason um I'm sure we'll watch the match tomorrow. Oh, speaking of that, I can actually text during the match now and tweet because I did the update on iOS and Paramount Plus is back to letting me use a small screen.
1: Oh, heck yeah. Shout out Paramount Plus. Unfortunately, I have a meeting tomorrow. Oh, that sucks. So I don't know what time the game is. Uh,
0: It's the early game, I think, again. I think we're early match again.
1: Okay. So, okay, we're at...
0: No, we're the late max. Sorry, we're, we're at three.
1: Three. Three. Oh, 3 so PM two. is good. Oh, is it two so PM US?
0: It's two US. I think that's Eastern time.
1: Oh um, dang it! Okay, yeah, pretty sure. Well, I got a, I got a uh, meeting. Hopefully, it won't last long. Look, just
0: tell these people, that you'll do their stuff for them later after <laughs> you get off. After you get off the thing. Yeah. After you get done. With I mean, I don't know. Google's saying it's central time, but I don't remember Champions Leagues ever starting at three o'clock. Yeah, that's I'm weird. At at two.
1: That is really weird. Whatever. It
0: doesn't matter. Anyway, um, Jason, tell these people where they can find us, I guess, and we'll get out of here.
1: We're at the ball and foot on Twitter. Go there, find us, follow us, love us.
0: Yes, please love. Give us give us some hearts on the tweets, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, listen to a Spotify Apple wherever you listen to your podcast at these days um so um yeah I'm
1: gonna catch you guys on the flip side that's so mid flippity floppity yeah.